our church has had the privilege of partnering with you in the gospel in Africa for over 25 years. And we've so appreciated what God has done in and through you. Uh, you've a total 41-year career serving Christ in Africa. Principally in the African country of Chad, but also Zimbabwe, South Africa, Mozambique, and Swaziland. God has helped you to learn four different languages over the course of your missionary career. And uh, you've seen pretty much it all. You've seen riots and meningitis outbreaks and plagues, civil war, famines, uh, three missionary colleagues killed in an auto wreck, seen pretty much everything. And your strategic and exciting service for our Savior there has included teaching, namely the Bible, literacy, marriage principles, child-rearing principles, homemaking skills. You've trained and recruited missionaries to the field. You have been used to help build an elementary school that continues to see elementary-age African schoolgirls thrive in their academics. You've even had a part with a crisis management team from your mission in being used of God to rescue one of your missionary colleagues who was kidnapped. And he was spared, his life was spared. And at the conclusion of this, your fruitful time in Africa, your mission made you the senior director for Africa for team mission. And so we are just honored to recognize what God has done in and through you, Lorraine. And we know you've made a special effort to be with us today. You wanted to come to say a farewell to us. And uh, we so appreciate that personal touch that you would do that. And uh, you're now retiring to the next chapter of ministry in South Dakota. That's different than Africa, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe you'll uh, tell us a bit about that. And, but with, with the Lord Jesus, we believe, with the Lord Jesus, we would say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. <laughs> Thank you, friends, so much for the warm welcome. Always such a warm welcome here in the Bahamas. It truly is a joy to be with you today and to celebrate together what the Lord has done through all of us together as we partnered together for the gospel. This church uh, partners began partnering, partnering with me over 25 years ago, sight unseen. You hadn't met me yet, and yet you began to give and it's a funny story, but I met Pastor Lee for the first time in an elevator in Chicago. And he didn't know who I was. And of course, I didn't recognize him, but we had this common, uh, common factor that uh, we belong to Calvary Bible Church of Nassau. So it's a joy to be with you this morning and to celebrate with you what the Lord has done. I'm so thankful for your willingness to to partner with me uh, through these many years in Africa, and I'm grateful, and of course, all glory to God for anything that has been accomplished. You know, this past year of pandemic has been uh, very revealing many things. Those of us here in the West um, extended great energy in order to study the science and to produce a vaccine that would help us. We waited largely for the scientists and the politicians to figure it out. But Africans don't have those same resources, and they are largely unimpressed 
by our fixation on science. They view the world very differently. Uh, they understand vaccine, pills, germs, all of that, but they struggle with even deeper questions, such as why did the sickness strike this person down and not that one? Why is this one left vulnerable and not another? They view God largely as being distant, unknowable, and in turn, they see that God is unconcerned about their various problems. And they also, interesting enough, sense God's displeasure with them. And they face the consequences of that. And it seems to them that all the forces of nature are arrayed against them. And so since, from their perspective, since God is unknowable, who will help them? Sometimes they sense the need for an intermediary, a priest, but more often they, are, um, they turn to those spirits that live in that middle earth between heaven and earth. We know about heaven and the realm of, of God and his angels and the created um, spirits, and then that of the earth we're very familiar with. But in that middle earth or in that middle space, where there are things um, that dwell that affect us every day. For instance, sickness, what realm does that belong to? Addictions, where does that come from? Infertility, bad weather, bugs, and crop failure. Why do some succeed in business and others not? Where does luck come from? We used to uh, laugh about that little ditty, if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. But where does that come from? Luck, good luck and bad luck. What about natural disasters? And you are familiar with storms. And we in Africa are familiar with drought. Other places familiar with earthquakes. Poverty and the oppression of overlords. How are you going to deal with these things? Youth rebellion and marital difficulties war and calamity, and even things like strange noises in the night. The Africans largely see themselves as victims of these forces that are arrayed against them to destroy them. And therefore, they see their troubles as not their own fault. They tend to be fatalists. And they need help to divine the cause of the calamity that seems to be plaguing them in order to find relief, whether it be in terms of rain for their crops or healing or something so simple as hope. So how does our science answer some of these deeper questions of life and death? Science soon is obviously inadequate. What we need to, what we do, do need to offer this world uh, that is bent low by the forces arrayed against them, what we do need to offer them is something that, um, that we refer to as healing and hope. You know as well as I do that healing and hope come in, the, in knowing the one and only true God who loves and who wants to help and is able to help. He is not distant. He is close and he is loving. He has the power to deliver um, all of us, when we turn to him, he can restore even broken relationships. P. 
people on this earth, whether in Africa or here in the Bahamas, we need wisdom to deal with the oppression like poverty and bad government. And the Lord offers hope that gives courage to tackle these intractable problems like chronic illness and, uh, and just the hope for a better future for our children. A restored relationship with the Creator God opens relief from fear and guilt and shame and offers a whole new world of possibility. Someone who is all-powerful is on their side suddenly. And he cares for his own. How in the world can any of us keep such a wonderful message to ourselves? Mm. We can't. We go to our neighbors. And you sent me to Chad, to Africa, to tell them also of this wonderful message of help and healing and hope. We go. We go to tell them of Jesus the Savior, the Son of God who came to restore man to the relationship that God first intended and longed for. I was a Bible teacher and I worked primarily with the wives of our pastoral students and training them, as was mentioned, to care for, to care for their families, to love their husbands, care for the children, and to be good homemakers. Um, in the earliest years, I partnered with two women, Julie and Elizabeth, Chadian ladies, and we taught together for the, my, the first 15 years of my career. Then I moved 100 miles north and worked with two other women, Sana and Batel, and again training them to take over so that I could leave someday. Some years ago, we had a class reunion with this, some of our students from the earliest years, and we met in the town of Kalo, and about 25 of our students came together. Now they were mature mothers in the church, some of them even grandmothers. 25 years later, it makes a big difference in anyone's life. And they just about fell over one another, thanking us for all that we had taught them. They were so happy to be together. There was one um, uh, woman among them, a former student. Her name, we called her in French, uh, Bert. Um, in English, you would say Bertha. But Bert was there, and she was shy and timid at first. But she was, you could just tell that she was just soaking up the fellowship of being with the former um, friends and uh, those who had meant so much to her in years gone by. Berta had come from the Lele tribe and therefore she had to learn in Gumbai right at the same time that I was studying the language. And so um, we, and she had never been to school, so we worked together. Um, I was teaching her how to read and so on. But um, after graduation, um, her, she and her husband left for the ministry and they served a church for a short time. But then he took a second wife. And he left the ministry and he raised his family as a school teacher. Now, 25 years later, Bert, rather timid, came and joined us for our class reunion, as it were. And uh, while she um, was with us, of course, um, she didn't say too much, but I had heard this from other sources. We opened our arms to her and you could tell, as I said, she was just soaking in the fellowship of being with them. She asked us to sing a song that we used to sing in Ngambai based on Ephesians 6 that talks about the victory that we have in Christ and the, uh, the, the, the importance of truth and righteousness and faith and that our battle is not against flesh and blood but against the principalities and powers of the air. And uh, as she sang that song, as we sang that together in Ngambai, great tears rolled down her cheeks. She knew what it was to live a life of great disappointment, but the Spirit of God 
and the message of hope had strengthened her all along her journey. And she has a testimony that the rest of us um, could learn from. Um, I did what I could. The Apostle Paul spoke of King David saying that he served God's purpose in his own generation. And now, as I take up my retirement and uh, relocate to South Dakota to be close to family, I leave it to you, the young people in this church. Even. Amen. I leave it to you, the next generation. And I call you to be faithful to what the Lord is directing you to do and to be. Yes. Whether the Lord calls you to minister, to serve as an engineer or a technician or a housewife or a pastor, I hope that you will respond in obedience and wholehearted devotion to serve your generation with the life-giving message of forgiveness and resurrection power. Yes. What did I do over the years? It's, in, in many ways, it isn't much to show for it, but I did what I could, and the Lord has blessed us together and the fruit of our hands. I put together a photo book, a summary of the 40 years, my 40 years in Africa, and I would encourage you to, I'll leave this with the church, with Pastor, and um, encourage you to take it home, read it, the brief text, and bring it back, share it with the next one. And uh, may that serve as an encouragement to you for what um, you have been, uh, through me as your representative, what has been accomplished there in Africa. Thank you, thank you for all your kindnesses to me over the years. I'm just so grateful. What a choice servant, humble in her ways. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for Sister Lorraine Green and her obedience over four decades. Lord, she'd be the first to say that she presented what she had to give to you, and you used it and multiplied it for your glory. Far from a little was accomplished, Lord. Much, for eternity's sake, has been accomplished, yes. and much continues to be accomplished there in these African regions that she has loved with the love of Christ. Yes. We do accept the challenge that our sister has put before us for the next generation to answer your call to them for the world is in still a great need of the Savior and that he is the only answer to the fundamental questions of life. Lord, please raise up to your glory in our midst retirees, college graduates, high school graduates that would say, Lord, yes, send me. Wherever you send, I'll go. Whatever you put in my mouth, I will say. However you want me to love, I will love. Thank you, Lord, for this sterling example of Sister Lorraine Green. Bless her, even as you have on the mission field now, bless her all the remaining days of her life here on earth. And may we, around the throne of glory, worship the Lamb who has been slain, risen from the dead, King of kings, Lord of lords. And we pray, Father, in our Savior, your Son's name. Amen. Thank you, Sister Lorraine.